You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin and welcome to this week's episode on Podiatry Marketing. And with me today is Jim McDonald. Jim, how are you doing this morning? Uh, Tyson, things are good. Things are good here in Canada. Um, no, I'm happy to be you know, chatting with you today. Every day above ground is a good day. I love life. Life is just fun. I just really get a kick out of life. And especially even with COVID being yeah, a bit up and down and a little bit crazy, it's still life is great. It's what you make of it. Yeah, I've got two small kids and it's interesting to see the world through their eyes. You know, I think sometimes when you're in your 20s and 30s and you're working hard and you're trying to kind of make it for yourself and you want to like be this big bad podiatrist and take over the world. Um, yeah, it it's me. helpful to kind of like be somebody's dad. Remember what it's like to be like four and a half, five years old. Uh, it's yeah, like I, there's nothing wrong. You know, every day that ends in Y is a good day, right? So uh, now I'm, I'm excited to chat with you today and uh, things are good here in, in Montreal. Yeah, and it's it's amazing that we can you can sit there when you complain about certain things, but I don't know. There's some kids that are going to grow up who, at the moment, will not know life other than with COVID, and uh, and the rest of us just look at ah, oh, what life used to be like beforehand. Will it ever go back to normal? Well, I think it's going to be whatever we make it. So, for sure, I think keeping a positive attitude, um, you know. Give, giving love and support to, to family, friends, oh, yeah. and neighbors, and uh, we'll all get this through this together, and uh, there's brighter days ahead for sure. So, Jim, today we are talking about Google search ads. How does this differ from other types of Google ads? What, what do you mean by Google search ads? Yeah, so really referring to the time when uh, patients or uh, even you, Tyson, you type into the that Google search box, and you get the results page. Uh, and if you're, let's say you're typing, you know, podiatrist, Portland, Oregon, you're going to get a couple of areas that are the sponsored portions, right? Yeah. Um, those little, those little ad logos get smaller and smaller every year. They look, uh, you can barely notice them anymore. They used to be very distinct, mm, that's true. Uh, but at the, at the very top of the search ads, you're going to see, or on the very top of search, you're going to see some advertising. Uh, and then also within the kind of map section, kind of the local section, you might also see some advertising. And that's that's what we're going to be talking about today. And that's Google search ads. There's also different types of um, Google advertising, like display ads. Those are sometimes images you see on different websites. Um, there's also YouTube advertising, but we'll touch on that stuff in a future episode. Yeah, I was hoping we we're going to talk about YouTube ads at some time. But we won't talk about it now because when we talked about this particular subject, I went, "Oh, we're going to talk about Google Ads." I oh, not Google Ads <laughs> about YouTube advertising. You went, "No." I went, "Oh, okay." One one quick thing: the reason why I'm not talking about YouTube ads, I want to make sure there's a future episode, right? I just don't want you to like get to that YouTube <laughs> search, app, you know, that YouTube advertising uh, yeah. episode. And be like, "Hey, it's been fun, but uh, I got my YouTube ads uh, podcast, and I'm good." So. Yeah, so I'm off now. I'm not going to listen to any more episodes. Exactly. Um, so. With Google search ads, there, were, there was I was reading something years ago and was talking about the statistics of when people search for something, those ads come up, and it used to be a low percentage that people used to click on, but now more and more that percentage is going up. More people are clicking on them because Google is better at, at actually directing you to the right pages for what you're searching for. Yeah, I think it's a combination of that, and they've added more ads to the top, uh, and kind of uh, pushed down what I call the or what's called the organic results. Those the kind of free pages, uh, if you're on your especially when you're on your phone, it obviously requires you to scroll 
down a lot further, either on your laptop or on your phone. I'm going to do it uh, while so, you're talking. <laughs> so it's much more convenient just to click the ad because it's right there on the top. You know, you, you kind of save a scroll. So I think that's probably that. And like I said, the kind of like the lack of clear identification that their ads. I mean, I think most people these days know their ads, but um, just for convenience, it's there at the top. You don't have to search further down on the page. Um, so that leads to people, more people clicking uh, there than in the organic area. Okay, yeah, I'm just doing a, a, a search now. I won't say which area you're searching for. And yeah, yeah, so, and a lot of it too, it has the, has the map and everything there. So how does the Google search ads fit in with the map? Does that have any influence over it? Yeah, so basically when you type in certain words, right? Like if you, if you type in, let's say, the map's gonna show up when you type in a, lo when, when Google recognizes something as a location. Yeah. Like I say, Port Portland, Oregon, it's gonna throw a map there. If I just say the word podiatrist, it probably won't, it, it might do in your local area because you can kind of, through, uh, through your IP address on your computer or your phone or your GPS, it can tell where you're at. Uh, so it might show your location if you just type in podiatrist, but if you type in like, for example, like plantar fasciitis, you're gonna get a totally different looking oh, uh, results page than as if you were to type something more locally based. So yeah, you're gonna have that top area of uh, text ads uh, most likely, and then you know, you're going to see maybe some ads occasionally in that map or that local section. Well, you know, I'm going to do the search right now while we're talking. So yeah, go right ahead. And no, you were spot on. It well, pretty much it picked up from where where I am, and it went. I just went podiatrist and went straight to the local podiatrist in the area. But but nothing specific. It, what was interesting though is when I before put podiatrist location. And then it had a list of things after that, like bulk billing, uh, discount. It had these other words afterwards, which people are obviously searching for. Well, I think that's a really important point because like search intent is kind of what Google is trying to nail, right? Like yeah. if they don't provide you a relevant ad um, or a relevant search result, you'll go to Bing or some other place. But they've gotten so good about surfacing, like reading, you know, two or three lines, uh, words of uh, in the search in the search box, and really almost kind of guessing what you want to see. So when there's the name of like podiatrist Portland, Oregon, I mean, it's pretty obvious what you're looking for, and they're going to show you ads based off that and based off of what people are are bidding for or bidding for what they call keywords. Okay, that sort of that make that does make sense. So as you're typing things in, or as your patients are typing things in. Is more important. It's not what we're searching for. It's what are our patients searching for? Right, exactly. So if they've gone, yeah, why does my heel, and then all of a sudden Google's going to say, ah, why does my heel hurt in the mornings? Hurt when I walk on the beach? It's going to start, and then the person will scroll down and just click on that. No, exactly. And that's uh, that's that intent is probably more like self treatment or to like understand like what's happening to their foot initially, more of an informational search. So like, while it can be okay for a clinic to show up on terms like that, and this is kind of like the big push you'll hear with some different website providers or people that say, hey, let's write 5,000 blogs on heel pain or something. They're hoping that to show up on these informational searches, um, which was not the worst thing, but it's not the kind of like, what I'd call like the low hanging fruit kind of a search ads area um, that probably should be the, the, the kind of uh, the objective for most podiatrists or most clinics getting started with Google search ads. So what are podiatrists who are listening to this now, what do they need to do in relation to learning more about Google search ads? Yeah, so I'd say like the first thing is to know like kind of how, how does it work? Like, so obviously you type in search terms into the box 
And then people like, for example, you as a clin clinic owner would be bidding on certain types of terms. So like, like, let's say you're a Port like a Portland podiatrist, right? So like Portland, Oregon podiatrist, you know, when someone's searching for that term, it's a high intent that they probably want to make an appointment. So you as the clinic owner would work with either someone on your staff that does marketing or an outside specialist to basically bid on terms like that that are valuable to you in your practice. So when that does come up, you bid and you show up hopefully in that top three, uh, maybe even number one. So when people click your, you know, your advertisement um, that has excellent cop rating that says, you know, you know, Portland's best podiatrist or, you know, top port, you know, top Portland podiatrist appointments available. You know, you've, you have a good ad written. They click, they go to your website and they land on a page that, you know, shows that you're professional and allows them to take action on your website. So it's this kind of, this kind of three-legged, um, you know, stool or kind of three steps that all have to be in line. They have to, you have to kind of make sure that whatever they type into Google on the search box, matches the keywords you're bidding on yeah and then they're then they're sent by a relevant ad to a landing page so the, when those things are in alignment you know you'll it's it's you can get patient appointments from there and that like i said that's kind of the best place for clinics to start is focusing more on that and there's different types of strategies and budgets and things that go into that as well yeah can you go into that in a bit more like so i know probably in the in a future episode we'll talk about landing pages which i think is a really important topic but what else do they need to know as they go through there? Are they, how do they learn to do this? Yeah, so definitely well, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes today. I've written some different articles um, on this topic. So if people want to kind of educate themselves or get a list of resources, we'll put some, like I said, mentioned in the show notes. But it, it, really, all, it, it really is about number one, I'd say, um, you, you don't want to bid on these informational terms. If you're bidding on plantar fasciitis, like I talked about, Number one, that's that person probably doesn't have a high likelihood to make an appointment right at that moment. Yeah, and plus you're gonna, you're going to run into issues with bidding against Dr. Scholes or other insole providers or how to treat it at home kind of guides. If you're paying for those clicks, because that's how it works. When someone clicks on your ad, it's it's kind of a pay per click model. If you bid five dollars, that's a five dollar click. And if you have twenty people a day just wanting to learn about plantar fasciitis. Um, that's a hundred, you know, a hundred bucks a day yeah. with people that don't have a very high it. intent. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're getting a little bit of awareness, but it's not really leading to that kind of low hanging fruit. Like I'm talking about. So what's a good budget? What, what's a good budget that people should probably allocate for Google search ads? Yeah. So depending on your location, generally you're looking at, you know, either if you're putting it together yourself, um, or, you know, someone, this is not including the kind of like building out the campaigns, building out the copy, building yeah. out the landing pages, that's all separate. But I would say general spend uh, for someone just starting a Google ads is probably somewhere in the ballpark of a thousand to $2,000 a month. Um, and why that's important is that, especially if you're, if you're in a competitive area and let's say you have a $500 budget, divide 500 by, you know, by 30. And like what seems like a lot of money for $500 in ads, you know, you know, if you're doing the math, right, $20, if it's, if it's $10 per click, yeah, um, you're maybe only getting like 50 clicks that month, right? So what Google really thrives on is data. Um, and that gives you a, a great chance to refine your ads for Google to learn about when it's best to show you. Um, also, it provides you an opportunity to, if, you're, if your ads are being clicked on more than competitors are because it's relevant and it's helpful, 
um, Google's going to place you higher. It's not. This is not a necessarily pay for uh, pay for position system. Um, it has to kind of, like I said, meet that kind of. It has to be relevant. There has to be intent there. People have to stay on your website um, and interact with your website for Google. And, do you, and what you mean by that, so if people come to you, they see the ad, they've typed something in, mm -hmm. they see the ad, oh, that looks good. They click on it, it goes to your website, and it's on a page that is the completely wrong page. You've just sent them directly yeah. to your homepage, and they, but they're looking for heel pain, but they're, they're going to dig through. They'll just go, oh, wrong place, and they'll just zip straight off again. So the, if they're not there for very long, Google will know that page was crap. Yeah, because everyone has Google pretty much everyone has Google Analytics uh, applied to their website, right? Yeah. So that's sending that's sending a consistent stream of data to Google. So they know when someone clicks on an ad, goes to your website, stays for a second, goes back to Google, clicks on another ad or another page. So that's that this is a kind of 24/7 365 learning that Google's doing um, to try to make sure that they are delivering uh, the most relevant result because if they don't, like I mentioned, like that's that's why people come to Google is because they feel like they're going to get the best result. If they fail at that, like, you know, and if you help them fail at that, yeah. then they won't want to surface you high anymore because you're not providing that value that's helping feed into their ecosystem and into their, or their, their overall advertising and revenue systems. So. Yeah, everyone, everyone will go back to Yahoo. <laughs> I don't know. I think Yahoo's dead, but maybe Bing. <laughs> Bing. Um, <laughs> At La Vista. Go. Remember At La Vista? Alta Vista, Alta yeah, that Vista, was a good yeah. one. Yeah, that was the yeah. old, oh, geez, that was the old days, wasn't it? How about like Ask Jeeves, I think was one, so. Yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> it was like a butler. So, and with, when you're putting your ads together or you're looking at it, you, because I've seen somewhere I will search something and because I'm always searching about other, yeah, like podiatry terms, and then all of a sudden you'll see an ad pop up and it'll be for, like I'm in Cairns, Far, yeah, far north Queensland, top of Australia. Right. And all of a sudden, there'll be an ad there for a podiatrist from Sydney. And I go, yeah, no, nah, if I was a patient, I'm not going to I'm not going to travel, you know, two and a half thousand miles to get you yeah, to look that, at my heel pain. So have they stuffed something up there? Yeah, so that's either probably one of two issues. Yes. One, it's a, it's a podiatrist kind of learning as they go and doesn't realize they can put like a geofence around the ad. Uh, that's one of the benefit, beneficial aspects of like the Google search ads platform is you can say, okay, I want it to be in this postal code or this zip code only. Yeah. Um, and like it's, like we talked about with you, Tyson, with your cell phone, it can kind of get a general sense of where you are or where you spend time based on where your phone's at or where your computer's at. And will only show that ad to people that are in that area. Um, so so that, yeah, someone's either a little you know doing some amateur uh, marketing uh, and it's okay like it you you might learn that but you may never know that you're doing that if unless you know that system because it can be a pretty complex system to navigate um and the other thing is that maybe it's a a marketer that's trying to spend as much advertising dollars as possible because they're they, they benefit from uh, kind of a, a percentage of ad spend so are you saying there's are, some shonky marketers out there there might be a couple <laughs> I, i've run across maybe a couple yes but, um but uh, but that's but that, you know like I said like it it, is, it can be difficult though because um, Google really tries to kind of dumb it down uh, not and, I, and not, that's not a negative thing as far as people are learning but what they want to at the end of the day I think Google's ideal is to like basically you give them money it's a black box and then they give you maybe a patient or they give you a patient they don't like it used to be a very open system where you could really control a lot of different parameters it's almost like kind of like air traffic controlling right like 
this this uh, we're going to bid this much for this term in this location with these ads, and we're only going to show them at this time of day to this age demographic. There's ways of really kind of like getting into the the weeds with it, which most bid just don't need to do. But what happens is that if it, if it's too dumbed down and and Google's really trying to do these kind of it's ironic because they call them smart ads or these kind of like very simplified ad platforms. They'll start advertising your business, your practice, uh, your name, like around like topics that are not relevant to podiatry. Um, they'll get views and maybe some clicks. But once again, it's not that patient looking to make that appointment today or tomorrow um, that could really benefit your practice. So when people are putting the, the Google search ads together, should they, and once it's running, should they also then be looking at the Google Analytics page for some form of results or will Google give them separate results from the Google search ads once I've got it set up? Yeah, so as long as you have the kind of like that kind of like professional view or the master view within yeah. Google ads, you can see all that information there. I think it is important to know that, you know, there are campaigns that can be made that will both boost both kind of the ads and the organic. Um, and I'm happy to kind of give that away. And that's usually what I would call the areas we serve type pages to build. So let's say I'm I'm based in Chicago, Illinois, I'm a podiatrist, or actually I'm in the suburbs of Chicago, but there's six other suburbs near me where I'd like to draw patients from. By kind of creating, and we'll get into this in the future with like a landing pages talk, but if I create six pages about, you know, podiatrist treating Naperville or podiatrist treating um, Rosemont, uh, Illinois, and, you know, that's, that's living on my website, um, and like the main call to action is to make an appointment, but if it's living, you know, out in the open on my website, that's going to start showing up in that Google organic, but also it's a very relevant page to send people to because that's something where people want to make that that action. They want to make appointments. If you're advertising, um, you know, making ad copy and creating Google search ads for that kind of what I call like the sweet spot or that low hanging fruit patient who wants to be seen sooner than later. Um, like I talked about, diagnoses and procedures are a little tougher with Google search ads because there is a lot of competition. So to make it like financially viable is a little bit harder. Um, it can be done. You just have to be patient and really kind of dial in um, with whoever you're working with to make sure that those ads are, you know, you're not spending more on ads that you're getting back uh, in procedures or, or patients. Yeah, and so that's where you've, like you've got to set your budget. You can learn to do it yourself or, or work with you. And, and one of the things I'm taking away from this is what you're saying is don't try and fight against the big guys. Like we just said, where there's a common term that you know the big companies are spending tens of thousands of dollars to get that term, you're going to blow through your budget really fast. Yeah, what you're going to see is like, you know, uh, people that like, you know, if you go into that diagnosis procedures thing, you're going to have a lot of competition right away. And there is potential there. But what, what you really want to start with is like, what are the, the things that are going to work the best and the quickest to get some momentum on Google? Because Google also has what's called like a quality score. This is what I was saying. Like if more people are clicking on your ads than a competitor or a, a clinic down the street's ads, Google sees that as a positive thing and wants to, to reward you by ranking you higher. So by kind of gaining momentum on these areas, local, you know, the areas we serve pages or, you know, getting these kind of conversions or patient appointments, then you can kind of venture into more competitive areas. I think it is it is also important to know that, um, you know, what you do best, and like we talked about in previous shows, like the type of patients you want to go after yeah. um, to kind of get your name. Because uh, there is an awareness component to these text ads as well um, that's tough to quantify sometimes. But what I see that sometimes happens that people 
they try to do these, you know, either they don't do these local pages, they try to go after big terms against big competitors. Um, they don't have adequate budget. It's kind of a combination of all these things. They have someone that's not necessarily like, does either doesn't know podiatry, doesn't know kind of like where the quick wins are at. They spend $500 or maybe even $1,000 for a couple of months in a row um, and they get frustrated. And that's completely normal. But you have to really, with these ads and kind of the way the momentum within the Google system works, um, it's going to take three to six months of consistent advertising and optimization within the account to really get them to the point where they're creating those consistent patient appointments um, and really getting that visibility in the rankings so they can be in that top one or two. If you're looking for like, this is going to work tomorrow, I mean, if you're in a small area with limited competition, that is a possibility. Um, if you're the only person in the area doing it, definitely a possibility. If you're in New York City, Chicago, San Francisco, or any place with a lot of podiatrists, it's going to be you know, a gradual progressive endeavor, which will pay off in the long term. But if you just see this as a quick, let's just do it for a month and see if it works kind of thing, you're going to be really disappointed. I think that was a really good point about the consistency. And even when it came to old school marketing, I know I'd be talking to a podiatrist and previously in the last week's episode, I was talking about how I came up with an ad that whenever I ran it, ran really well, eventually give it a spell. And there were a couple of people I showed that ad to. I said, here, run with it. And they go, and I talked to them, mate, how'd it go? Ah, oh, no, it didn't work. I said, what do you mean it didn't work? No, nah, it didn't work. I said, it couldn't have not worked. No, no, it didn't work. I said, what, how many times did you run it? Well, yeah, I ran it last week and the week before. It didn't work. I'm like, oh, bloody hell. So <laughs> it's that just, it's a consistency, especially with the online, uh, with like Google search ads. It's just, you have to be consistent over a period of time for it to start gaining momentum to get the results. And, and I don't think this is the podiatrist's fault or, you know, this is not, uh, this is like kind of, they, they're, they're sold on this a lot of times, right? Like it is cold calling, cold emails, get instant patients, see 30 more patients next month, see 50 new patients next month <laughs> if you use our system. Yeah. So like, I, I, I don't like, you know, people are getting bombarded with these messages that it is like, just a, a flip of a switch and you're good to go. And like, life is going to be great with, with XYZ marketing firm. So like I, you know, they, like when expectations are set in that way um, and not in a realistic way, like I, I think it's understandable to be either frustrated, think it's a gimmick or, you know, this doesn't really work. Um, it, you're set up to feel that way uh, a lot of times because people want, you know, some of these marketing agencies will lock people into a year contract. So you feel kind of stuck and uh, they're not necessarily thinking long term uh, and what's best interest of our peers and colleagues. So, you know, when you have a reasonable uh, time horizon um, and you're and you're ready to kind of like, uh, you know, kind of go after those things, like I said, well, I'll leave some resources uh, in the show notes yeah, today great. Uh, that will be beneficial to either learn on your own, because you definitely I think one of the things we're trying to do here on the show with Tyson is to really like help educate all of our peers and colleagues about what's all out there. I don't think every form of advertising or marketing is for every practice, but until you know kind of what it is and how it works, um, it's easy to get jaded, um, to get, you know, kind of the wool pulled over your eyes because mm. um, some of these things do sound pretty amazing. Um, and honestly, I do feel like this Google search ads, it is a real thing and it does work for a lot of people. Um, otherwise people wouldn't continue to use it, but you just, depending on what your budget size is, where you practice, you know, what other local people are running ads, you have to have, a reasonable set of expectations going in um, in order to kind of form a plan 
that's going to benefit both yourself and your patients. The things to take away from that, and I mentioned it in my marketing workshops, is just about you've got to be in the game. You've got to be involved. If you just take all your marketing, hand it off to somebody else, and go, eh, they, can, they can look after it, then you don't know if you're getting the wool pulled over your eyes. So I think it's great that you're prepared to like give some resources so people can actually learn about this stuff. If they want to do it themselves, they can. But I think once you understand it and you're doing it, and then you think, okay, well, I don't have time to do it now, and then like especially North America is handed over to you to then run with it or come and work with you earlier, but at least they understand what the game is. They're not just talking to you blindly. Yeah, just having a plan and some knowledge on the topic goes a long way. He'd be surprised. Oh, definitely. And I reckon after they've listened to this many episodes, people now should be getting really, really good at marketing. doesn't mean you don't talk to Jim or come along to one of my workshops one day. But <laughs> So Jim... I think we've covered this topic pretty well. Uh, anything else to finish up with? No, no, it's been a fun one, Tyson. I definitely uh, think people should use our, uh, our our website. You know, there's an area to leave some voicemails there on the website. So people should hit that up if they have any specific question for us about any of the topics we've covered on podcasts so far, what they'd like to see in the future. It's a great opportunity to hear, have your voice heard, whether on the podcast or read aloud by one of us. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, interacting with everyone that's been listening to the show so far. And I really can't, you know, I can't wait to see where this goes with you, Tyson. Yeah, that's great. And if you're really enjoying the show, please tell everybody, tell all your podiatry friends and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast platform you listen to. So Jim, I will talk again next week. Sounds great, Tyson. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.